Welcome to the Leave Better Podcast, where we coach you how to overcome what's holding you back from your next level. Our goal is for you to win in your business and life. Join us in engaging conversations with extraordinary people. Here's your host, certified coach and licensed therapist, Miriam Gunn. So this conversation is the second half of when we were talking about the book, Million Dollar Consulting. To be honest with you, we use the book as mostly a launching point for various topics. And this particular one took us into the realm of permission. I hope you enjoy it. We're talking about getting permission from the people our lives are impacting. But this particular topic was talking about the permission we give ourselves. I think this is an interesting topic in my mind because it really depends on how you were raised as to how you see this idea of permission. And I think, I don't know if you guys know who James Altucher is, but he wrote a book called Choose Yourself. And this idea of why are you waiting? For someone to give you permission? Why are you not creating the thing that you want to create? Anyway, I just want to see what you guys think. Yeah, I just want to tag one thing about that, about permission, is just want to name cultural privilege and the role that that plays in permission in spaces. Yes. I, I as, I as, a, as a white guy, <clears throat> And yes, based on my attachment style and my familial trauma and whatever, I feel like I can walk into most spaces and have full permission to do most things. And so I just want to name that that might be different for people of different cultural backgrounds in different spaces different, you know, sex, gender, race, all the sort of diversity that we are. It's still important, but there's a way in which, like, for me to sort of like say, oh, yeah, just give yourself permission as like a white male. I feel like without sort of a disclaimer, that can be a little toned at for me. Yeah, I appreciate you going there because there is the reality that you know should be true in your head. And then there's the reality that you experience in life. And I think as uh, as a woman, I have struggled with this my whole kind of life, trying to learn how to give myself permission versus seeking permission. So I appreciate you bringing that up for sure. And meanwhile, as whoever's listening to this permission is something in their life you know wh wherever they are on that continuum and how do we help people move to the space where they continually give themselves more permission instead of seeking permission yeah this the the privilege came up in our last podcast and it's so it's obviously like my answer will be very, I can only speak to my own experience. Everything else is a guess. So yeah, I would acknowledge that what I say is from the eyes of me, whatever that means. So I don't mean to offend anyone with anything that I say, only listeners. 
I always try and make things as simple as I can. But for me, I'm like love and understanding as a basis for the decision and then move from there. Because if I'm loving and understanding, I'm pretty sure that's the best I can do. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to offend anyone. And it's also going to allow me to move forward and be in integrity with my nature. So as long as it's loving and understanding inwardly and outwardly, that would be, that would be like where permission lies for me. Yeah. I, I think you're a hundred, hundred percent spot on. And I, I, I was like kind of rehashing the way I said that privilege thing in my mind, because I don't like to, the last thing I want to do is get into a space where I'm telling people how they ought to be and how they should approach the thing. And I, I think I want to get better at naming that for myself of like, Hey, I'm coming from this, but I'm coming from this particular perspective and I'm, and I'm acknowledging, you know, what that is for me. So I appreciate Callum, your frame of just like, Hey, I can speak from my experience. I'm coming from a place of care and love. And I, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Yeah, me too. I think the space of permission that I'm wanting to push into is that like breaking the ceiling on your current way of relating. I've never done TV interviews, but why shouldn't I do TV interviews? Or I've never done X, but why shouldn't I do X? You know, like these kind of false constructs where we're waiting for someone to invite us to do this, that, or the other. You know, and I'd be curious, Jonah, if the offsites that you just did, were you invited to do them or did you propose doing them? You know, hey, here's something I can do. And maybe it was a mix of both of those things. But once you've done something, you have, in a sense, given yourself permission to do it. And it's easier to do the next thing, whatever that next thing is. Yeah, I I was invited. And it like it engendered a sense of like larger permission for me of, of, you know, doing more of these going deeper, going bigger, because I kind of got the experience of the TV interview and it worked and it worked well. And I'm like, oh, I have some competency in this area and I enjoy it. And so in terms of permission, like, because of all the, my life experience, I do feel like I have permission to step into any organization, no matter where they are, how big they are. I believe with my, I believe 100% that there's a gap between where they are and where they can be. And I can help to close that. Yeah. Well-spoken. And that feels great to like have that belief is like really empowering. Yeah, I've got a few things. I love this type of conversation, by the way. I'm in that like, oh, this is exciting. I really love it. Yeah, I, I feel like I've come to a conclusion that a lot of us have that you sort of like 
you don't decide what you're compelled to do and say, right? But if you tune into what, if you consider yourself as a vessel and that whether you call it God, nature, your heart, whatever, tells you to do something, you, you don't really create it. It just comes up in your mind and you're the vessel in which it pa passes through. It's like that God, nature, your heart, whatever, it never tells you. It, it always comes from love, peace, and joy. It never tells you to do negative things. That's what I think. If what you're being, feel like you're being compelled to do is negative or personal, then I would suggest that it's probably not coming from those places. But if the thing that you're feeling compelled to do, like share your skills through a, through the TV because you think you could help people. And that's what you feel like God nature, your heart is telling you to do. Then you just allow, you just allow it. You surrender to it and you let it happen, which, and, and in my head, I'm like almost that it'd be wrong to stand in the way of that because every time I speak from my heart, other people benefit. So like, how, how have I got permission to stop nature gifting to itself? So, you know, that would be selfish. Have I got permission to stop people benefiting? Because my gifts aren't my gifts. They're just like, I just, I didn't decide to be the way I am. I was just born like it. And then, and then I was thinking about that in, in, in correlation to the conditioning that you feel or the conditioning that you gain for experience. But, and so I'm going to guess, I'm going to speak as, you know, imagining a, a female who may have different conditioning and you inherit, you inherit or you're taught a lot of like, you can't do this, you can't do this. But at the point that you feel like you have a choice to go against your conditioning, it's also an opportunity to break a chain that could set other people free. If you have a choice to come from love and abundance and not scarcity and not holding yourself back, you can break, you can break generations of, you can't do this, you can't do that and allow other people to. So I'm really beautiful in, in that as well. Oh, I agree with, I agree with you. I was thinking the other day about, we were all on this meeting where the host asked a question and one person raised their hand and then another person raised their hand. And then, and then it became almost everybody raised their hand. And like Alan's example of, you know, somebody using a, the wrong, the quote unquote wrong bathroom, nobody was in the one bathroom. And so why not use it? And then that freed other people to use it. You're absolutely right, Cal. I think that one of the exciting things about being a coach and being a consultant is having this opportunity to show other people this is possible. Nobody has a corner on influencing people for good, you know, like we all get to do it. And when I hear what you're doing or what Jonah's doing or any of our other friends are doing, then I say, oh, I can do that. And hopefully when they hear what I'm doing, they say, oh, I can do that. And until you have somebody ask the question that draws out some of the things that you've done, it, it like for us, when we accomplish something for that moment, it feels exciting. And then it's in the rearview mirror because we're on to the next thing, right? And I was part of a podcast yesterday. Somebody in Melbourne was interviewing me. And she was asking me some questions about some various corporate things. And her particular lines of questions drew out all sorts of things that I had done with companies that I didn't actually remember 
until she drew them out. And I thought, well, this is interesting because talking about those things gave me so much more confidence to create my next thing. Like, oh yeah, I've done this and this and this and this. And in the context of the companies, which I, is what I heard you say, Jonah, doing these offsites and doing these various things has pushed you into what is your next level of bringing value to entrepreneurs and different companies, people, humans. It's an interesting space of the more you do in using Cal words in the deepest of your being, the more you do well, the more confident you feel and the more challenged, the more permission you give yourself to try the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yeah, 100%. I'm wondering if we can make this conversation even less formal so that we're not actually talking to the audience and we're just talking amongst ourselves. Absolutely. Awesome. So I am, I, I'm just like, I love, I love talking to you guys. You guys inspire me. And so my question is, do you want to work more or less with companies and organizations? And if so, how might you slash we do that? Like, how can we make it happen more if that's what you want? So I guess I think about, to quote Rich, I think about psychographic, not demographic. So if people in companies light me up and I want to work with them and they get an experience of me, then yeah, I'm all for it. And I, I think there's a beauty in, in the ripple effect you have in companies. You can, you know, if you consider that you work on average five days a week, you spend half of your waking hours at work. So if you can talk to a CEO or a business and actually improve everyone that is there, half of their waking lives, I think that's an incredible thing to be able to do. So I do most of my work with individuals, a couple of companies or directors of companies. So I know there's a trickle effect, but it's definitely something that I want to do more of. So I'd be, you know, I'd love to do more of it. I, I don't do a lot of it. I work mainly with individuals, but I'd, lo I'd love to. And yeah, I'm really, I'm very, I'd love to be just because there's this curiosity in me. What would happen if I did, did a couple of chats where I coached during the chat at companies. And it was so cool because you can light a room up like 12, 20 people is what that I've done. Not, not masses in terms of coaching groups and it's so cool because then they will go and talk to those people. And, and so, yeah, to answer your question in a very, very long way, yes, I would. How we do that, very interesting. Miriam can tell us how we can do it. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do it, but I'm all over it. I have been looking at this, this AFCO group that we're a part of to me just feels like a miracle that came out of nowhere in my life. And I've been creating opportunities to create things with various people. Like Cal, I love having these conversations. I've talked with a couple other people about creating an offsite. And so Jonah, yeah, I'm 100% in with creating something. And it would be great if it was 
the sort of thing that really leveraged our skill sets. I don't know. I find when you bring yourself wholly to the thing, the thing itself doesn't matter so much. I don't know. I love doing offsites. I love creating things. And I don't know if this is an answer to your question. Wholehearted, yes. Would love to do more. Wholehearted, yes. Would love to collaborate. And I'm the kind of person who plays well as a number two and who plays well as a number one. Like I can switch those roles, whether it's leading or supporting. And I, I really like people in companies because they're they're interesting they're they're different than people not in companies yeah well that's i i i relate to both of what you guys said i mean cal i love the i love i love group i love the power in group dynamics i love the fact that you know our hearts can literally beat as one when we're in sync with other people yeah mm. And Miriam, yeah, like I like to be the boss and I'm also totally good. I'm supporting my friend on Thursday who's doing, you know, 600 person Zoom meeting. And I'm like, dude, no problem. I got you. I'll be your tech support guy, you know? Nice. So, yeah. And what really comes up for me is, is going and again just like giving ourselves permission to knock on doors and ask those questions and frame ourselves as people who are useful in that particular regard so i have this like particular thing that i can i can say about teams that i do i know i do well and i know is kind of a rare skill you know around communications cool but it's whatever it is that you particularly bring, you know, you know, your, your rugby background, I have no doubt Cal is really useful in an organization. I have no doubt about that. And I'm sure you bring 10 other things too. So, you know, there's that permission and then there's like the real brass tax marketing of how that how that really, how that actually works. And Miriam will speak to what I hear and what you said, I talked about your, your, you always bring some gold to the conversation and it's, I think so much of it's your background in, in therapy and what you've been able, what you've seen. And some of what I speak about, although I believe spirit to be reality or whatever, although I believe it's, you've seen a lot of the that, you know, from a therapeutic background, the, the struggles and been rooted in that. And then you can speak about the therapeutic angle of, and, and, and how all of my ideas like apply. So I think, I think collaborating on something would be like, would really fun. Just imagining how it would work. Is that what you were asking, Jonah? And I, I'm not sure if I clarified that, but is that what you were saying? Like, how could we work together to create something special? I wasn't asking that question specifically, but I love how it got, how that's what came out of it. I was actually asking like, Hey, how do we, how do we get ourselves into organizations? How do, how do, how do we do that? I love the collaborative aspect and I think it's really strong. I mean, there's strength in numbers. 
my method so far is just the, the approach of just, just giving to return to the start of the conversation and then, and then letting what, what will be happen. Miriam, I want to thank you for taking the, taking my prompt and like grabbing the ball and running with it and making this happen. I, I appreciate, I appreciate you for doing that and Cal for creating the, you said you don't like so much structure but you've created the structure for these conversations. Conversations. So, there you go. Yeah, for sure. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to pursue more in the self-development realm for you and your business, contact us at leavebetter.com, where you leave better. And in addition, you leave the people and earth around you better as well. Think about this. Where you are currently is as a result of the decisions you made six months ago. Similarly, the actions you take today set you up for six months from now. So do something today that pushes you toward that next level of you. One last thing before you go. Become the dealer of growth in your sphere of influence by sharing this episode with two friends. And if you'd like to help me personally, leave a review because yes, that actually does help. Now, go be intentional.